joined. My name is Kenny. I'm joined here with my co-host Jay Everyday eighty three. What's up? What's up? <laughs> and the man, the myth, the legend, Daryl Chill Mitchell. Giving yeah. us a, <laughs> giving a disclosure, our other uh, co-host couldn't be here today, uh, E. But um, I'm holding down the seat once again for a third week in a row. You know, three weeks ago, Chill, I I had to take. Uh, Jay line and everything. So I'm gonna go ahead and pass in the line and let him know. Oh, right, right, exactly right, right. What we do here at Pissed Out Podcast. So right here at the Pissed Out Podcast, man. This is where we shoot the shit, talk about everything except politics. There you go. There you go. <laughs> man, I, I just want to take the time to uh introduce this beautiful guest that we have joining us today. Um, you know, spending uh her her day with the pissed out. We feel um, ecstatic and, and excited about this guest. Um, she, you know, very familiar face. You may know her from series like CSI Miami, CSI New York, uh, Prison Break, uh, Fear of the Walking Dead. She made a, a guest appearance in Hawaii Five O. I mean, she has a long list of a resume of, of of these series and t- television and movies that that she's been a part of. And um, just want to introduce and and welcome Denai Garcia. Thank you, yes, guys. Thank you so much for having me. It's such an honor. I do also I, have I a got a clap for my, my hearing impaired. <laughs> I do I do also have a podcast and I, I had Chill as one of my guests and we had the best time. So when Chill yeah, reached we, out to tell me about this one. I'm like, what? We're going to extend the party? <laughs> what? Let's do it. So it's such an honor being here. Thank you for inviting me. And it's a great pleasure being with Kenny and Jay. It's Thank just you. great. It's great. Thank you. It's, it's, an, it's an absolute honor. And, um, you know, I always take time to to uh, uh, look into uh, our guests and, and, and things like that as far as when they be a part of the podcast. Pissed Out Podcast, and um, when I look at your name, Deny, it means uh, Goddess of Abundance in Greek, and I see that you're full and rich of love, passion, ambition, Um, I see a lot of success that comes from it, and I just, you know, know, tell us us about it, you're from Cuba, correct? I'm from Havana, I'm from the heart of the Caribbean. Okay, Havana. The heart, like right there. It's uh, I and these are conversations that Chill and I talk about, which I actually yeah. have pending. It I have to make this guy dinner. Well, we were gonna do that, and then COVID yeah. hit, and we have to leave. Uh, but yeah. I, I do. Yeah, I come from Havana, uh, born and raised, and I was raised. You know, there was not a day that I would go to sleep without just listening to so much music and sing and dance. It's like it's like living in a place where it's just music dance and and an ocean is your like it's your mother and father every day spiritual mother and father it's just like constant and 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 i grew up in an environment that it was very uh kind of isolated but it was really not isolated because it's an island you know you really have to fly in and make it there but at the same time it's like once you're there it's just like it feels so huge and so big and that's what art does Art just makes everything bigger, you know. Like when there's music in your block, you you feel like your block is way bigger than it really is, you know. You feel like there's a lot more people because it's just yeah. music banging somewhere. 
and and I grew up with that sensibility of of of, of beauty and and love like that. And you know, obviously coming to the U.S., everything became really quiet <laughs> everywhere. It was just like, where's the music? <laughs> where's the music? But you know, for us foreigners that come from another place to another, the most important is to keep that music alive here, and 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 to keep that that language and that you know spirit going and i honestly think that that's what really what really kept me going it's just like i knew where i come from i know what i love i i i i raised a boy here a child he, you know i had i wasn't became a mom really young so i kept that music on in the car in the middle of traffic in los angeles i was like i'm gonna make it to that audition <laughs> and it's gonna be crazy okay Oh, so yeah, man. I feel like that that was that's what gave me you know this beautiful island and and it just gave me light everywhere. It's just it's so and when I met Chill on Fear of the Walking Dead, I'll never forget. I will never forget. Chill shows up and he had loud music. I'm like, who is that guy <laughs> that is coming over there? Like, yeah, I agree. I keep the JBL little portable boombox. Speaker underneath my seat, under my chair. Oh, I come out. I came out the truck, boy, rocking, though. <laughs> <laughs> around, Yo, who is this man? I'm banging who coming out. Who is this guy? Like, who shows up to the apocalypse with a rigging loud music? <laughs> We're going to show up to the apocalypse. We're going to show up and show out. Yeah. Oh, they going to know I'm here, Playboy. I don't know. Okay. We're about to kill zombies all day, and this guy just shows like a car, like, you know, like, He's just come from Brazil or something. Like he's just brought yeah. carnival like everywhere. It was so great. Yeah. Yeah. It was, so the great. Man was like, yo, okay, okay. Yeah. Yep. It became Party like, time, yeah. Well, like you got your music. yeah, you got your music going. You got your shit. Let's go kill some zombies. It's on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. With that being said, growing up in Cuba, um, and you talked about music and dancing and things like that. And um, of course, we know you from 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 being an actress. So was act acting your first love or was it music? Because that's the first thing you know you kind of experienced. Like, what was your first true love? Did you know like like because I seen that you uh was in Debbie Allen's Dance Academy, oh, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. So with that being said, was dancing like your first love or was acting your first love or what is, or was it something else being there dancing. dancing i grew up dancing my whole life ballet african dance folklore like the whole uh, uh, flamenco like i that was really like every my everyday life uh it was just that and when i came to this country English was really my second language. Like I couldn't speak. I would I would speak English like Antonio Montana. People would be like Antonio Montana. It's like what? Like I wasn't sure like what was happening. Like that was like. I mean, how would you compare me with Antonio Montana? Like I'm like wow, my accent was like very intense, and um, and and it was like the streets of Antonio Montana. It was really like not like cute. Like it was just very like hard, and but dance was my language. Uh, dance was something I understood, choreography, you know, following through. And 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 I was living in LA and I found the Debbie Allen's Dance Academy. And I danced, uh, I took the most amazing ballet classes there with this Russian teacher from Moscow. Because Debbie Allen has the best coaches ever. 
Like, if, oh. like when the kid, she had the ballet coach, it was Ala Kanyashvili from the Bolshoi Ballet in Russia. She was like the prima bailarina. And here, Debbie Allen recognized her and she was our ballet teacher. So, and then if you go, if you go and you want to uh, dance uh, flamenco or Zumba, you will have your Brazilian teacher from Brazil with like a very heavy Brazilian accent. So Debbie Allen had this beautiful, colorful studio in Culver City at that time. Then she moved and, and I danced there. That was my, that, that was my oxygen because, you know, dance, it's, it's, it's a, it's a form of language that you don't have to speak really like you you just go and you let yourself go really like you just and i remember i felt so home in that studio i felt so home with the girls like you know like you you would see these girls from oh because they would have these scholarships like uh from the scholarships and they would bring just kids from like like high school like and then then they would graduate from high school and they would continue going to the studio so we built a family like we just hang out it was great. It was awesome. And I did that for years. And it, it was during the culture shock that Debbie Allen's Dance Academy was um, was just really magical for me. Like, I'm still in touch with my ballet teacher and the kids there that are like, you know, because I came here when I was 19 and I had a two-year-old son. So oh. I, I mean, I was a little old. I was older, but, but dance, there's no age in dancing. I would take that night classes with like adults and then you know some kids will come like oh, i want to keep dancing like it's like it's, yeah. it was the best it was the tap it was amazing and um yeah it was it was just it became my place to be where i felt the the closest to home really to gotcha. cuba gotcha. but in cuba i started theater so when I turned 15, I was like, ah, dance is not like for, you know, I wanted to find a career for life, like something that I could really feel like there's not an expiration day. And, and dance does have an expiration day in terms of professionally. Uh, and, and a friend said, you know, uh, why don't you try theater? And I was just like, what? I'm like, yeah, theater. Like it's, it's kind of like the same thing. It's the stage, it's live and, and all these things. So I was like, okay, I'll try that. And in Cuba, we have these great programs that are from for like everyone that the, like every district has a thing called Casa de la Cultura, cultural house. And in that okay. house of, called Cultura, it's like a huge old house because in Cuba, everything is old, like huge mansion. And every room would be singing, dancing, theater, uh, percussionist. Uh, so and this would be from the kids of the streets that they could go and, you know, and be part of something in the community. Right. And every other weekend, they, they, we will prepare like a little recital for the community. And that's what I did theater in the streets all the time, you know, and, and that is the wow. best, that is the best freaking school because you're like, you know, you're acting or you're learning how to act when there's like, I don't know if you guys been to the Korean, but it's freaking loud. Like, you know, like a car. Yeah passes by and they are honking like ah you know it's like everything is just going all the time and you're you're trying yeah, but you still gotta perform through all that you gotta perform yeah you just like you're like you know it's like you're on and and it's just the best exercise the best school to be you know to do theater in the streets with like you know your group and your people for the community and it's free 
So those are like beautiful yeah. things that um, even today, when I go back to Cuba, I have to go back to that place where I started. Okay. Uh, and I sit down with them. I sit down with the community and I, I just, I just always tell them that this is the best, the best school. Like when you're like out and dealing with the environment, it's hot, you know, kids are like crying and then the, the you know, the bus stopped right there and you're like in the middle of your scene. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> but you know, it makes the apocalypse look like, you know, uh, just so small, but because mm -hmm. you, you know, I come from that kind of um, overcoming and, and focus that it really helped me, you know, come to the U.S. and, and find what I, what I keep going with what I love. The noise, you know how to turn it down. Yeah. It sounds like controlled chaos. <laughs> exactly. No, no. Yeah. You, you just know how to turn out the noise and, 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 and it just feel, and then you're free. And if you learn to do that on the streets, you're gonna learn that in the anywhere else. Like you just, you're fine. <laughs> but well, yeah, that's amazing. We will be at dinner huh? eating out there. Where we at? My son, he he'll break dance. He like break dance. I don't care. I said, yo, if you got it, you got it. I said, yo, bro, it's time to turn it yeah. up right now. Turn it right now. He like right now. Like right now. Get up and start dancing. By the time he finishes, clapping. I'm like, bro, if you bought that light, you bought that light. It's over, yeah. We just, just jump out there and start break dancing. <laughs> Make them start break dancing. I'm trying to you know, when my it, daughter, she loves dancing too. <laughs> really? It's, it's over. You gotta make, you gotta make it do it. Yeah, yo, make it just get out there. <laughs> you know, when I came here, they would they would tell me, you're from Cuba, oh my gosh. Uh, and, and they're like, do you know how to salsa? I'm like, listen, if you're born and raised in Cuba, it's in you, that yeah. you, you don't have to take classes. It's over. You grew up watching everybody dance. So it's like it's like a language. You just you don't think about it. It's like you, the music is on. You're like, hey, let's dance. Like it's just like the thing. Let's, that's what you do. So, so but it, but if James, kids, we gotta go to Cuba, James. Yeah, we going. We going, baby. We going. We gonna go with the that. Yeah, we going. We in there. I will be in there. I, I can't wait. I will definitely embarrass y'all. Uh, I'm probably the only one in our family that can't dance, man. I can't catch oh, What? Oh, you will dance in Cuba. <laughs> yeah. I would love to learn. <laughs> what a beautiful no, you place would to learn at. <laughs> it's, it's, it come on, it, you know what? It's going to come so natural. It's just like being in an environment that everybody is a dancer. It's like, once you know, it's like, it, you don't have to be professional. It's not about like turning the head and just, it's just like, it's the heart, you know, it's the soul. It's, it's, it's deeper. Yeah. But, but Debbie Allen was that kind of home to me. It was the home of the soul. I would, I would, I actually, I got to Debbie Allen because I dropped off my son at a daycare. He was like, Two years old right when i landed here and the daughter and, and it was a russian daycare and the daughter uh she had like uh it was like kind of like summer and she had like a leotard and like a ballet outfit on and i was like what is there a dance studio she's like yeah debbie allen oh my wow. god and that's what got me there yeah wow. it was it was really special and debbie allen is such a such a soul i mean what she does for the community she puts so much heart into everything those recitals were full of light inspirational you know seeing little kids from all ages connect all colors ages you know it's just the whole thing she's so 
like I said, she has, you know, you want a ballet teacher, you got Russian from the mosque, from Moscow, from the Bolshoi. Like, this is like, where do you get that? She has such a, she just brings the best of the best for her people. And, and therefore, you know, she just created this place that it's such a safe place to be. Uh, even for any, any, just came here. She had no idea and it was open arms. Come dance, let's go. Yeah, that's why I, I, I watch watch your podcast. You busy dancing and cooking, dancing, yeah. And music <laughs> and, yo, she be rocking, though. She be rocking. Yes, I love she it. It's it, it's the music that the it is. Uh, speaking of your theater, you said you came up in theater in Cuba. Um, you got a lead road in a in a in a in a, in a, in a, a play, I believe, or a movie about at seventeen, right? Yeah. I play. I was seventeen, and and I played the youngest. I was the youngest actress to play a forty-five-year-old, and the, even the author went to the play to that because this theater, this theater is called group is called Olga Alonso, and okay. and it's in Havana. It's my my coach Umberto Rodriguez. He has coached the biggest actors and that came out of Cuba, basically, and that theater group in the community became so popular that when he would come bring a new actor to play a role, the author of that play will come. And it was like, and then big actors that you would know from like movies or soap operas will come. And oh my God, I, and I didn't know I was the youngest uh, actor that played Maria Antonia is the name of the play. I, it was such a hardcore, intense, I feel like my education in Cuba really shaped me for who I am today. Um, you know, Cuba oh, yeah. is, it, it's a very interesting island. Like when I came here, and this is something chill and I would talk all the time because, you know, ch raising kids and, and Kenny, you have a daughter. Like, yeah. you know, when I first came here and I was living in Los Angeles, I remember I would meet actors that are like, they were in their 30s and they, for the first time, they wanted to try acting. But they're, but they already, they 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 were already attorneys, so mm. they went to school. They studied something they hated because the family forced them to this path, and then they they graduated, went to crazy debt, and then yeah. went to two uh, two years of you know be pursuing this life is not meant to be theirs. Right. Quit that job, left the family, moved to LA to pursue acting. And I feel that I'm like, why would somebody put someone in such a horrible position? Like, you know, made them study they hate something they hate. You know, obviously that's not going to be cheap. And then when in fact you can really, you know, focus on your strength and what really your soul calls. And, and, and I grew up in a country where, you know, when you're an attorney, you earn the same amount of money as somebody's a teacher kind of. So it's like equality. So what you do is really not, it's not going to define your income. What is going to define your, your happiness is how much you love it. So I grew up in a place where people just naturally gravitated toward what they love because money was not like a factor of to like, what are you going to really do with your life? So I was really, so, so, so I thought the whole world was like that. <laughs> I thought everybody was like, oh, you're going to pursue what you love. And, oh, and baby. Then, yeah. And then, you know, you come to the, Los Angeles and you see all these people just 
fighting for that when they already had other careers that they were, you know, pushed into. And I felt like that was such a crime. And, and I, you know, having a son myself, when he started hitting college, I was like, look, I want you to really know what you love. And if you don't know it, take your time. And and I, I just feel I learned that from, from being in a place that money was, you know, a salary did not define your well-being. Like it was, it's just kind of like mm. everybody's equal. So I learned that. And I learned also, I've seen, met people that are just, not loving what they do, but they keep doing it for for certain reasons, and I feel like that's the biggest crime, you know. I, I, I it's, it's right, and and I we there are chill, and I we talk about it a lot, like you know, raising kids, boys, girls, like it's how do you guide them toward believing that they do have that superpower that they can they have the choice to do it. It's don't chase the money because that's not how it works. It's, it's the wrong <laughs> but, yeah, but you know, you, you hear I'm this. With her while she worked, and we worked, and her little man, tell you, send me pictures. He got graduating college. I'm like, what? I know, right? Yeah. Like, you spend four years. I cannot imagine spending years of money studying something I don't like. <laughs> Yeah. I cannot imagine that. That's how. Like, could you? Can you? Can you imagine that? No, I, I subconsciously because I went to college too. And, and, and it's okay to go to college. Yeah, it's just, yeah. but, but, but you know, like, I, I subconsciously try to because my father was in IT. So before I went to school for IT, and I just when I was taking the class, I'm like, man, I just just wasn't feeling it. Like I said, man, this is definitely not my passion. So I leaned over and changed, and I, I had a one on one with my father. I said, I don't think I want to do this. He said, well, what you want to do? I said, I don't know. He said, well, you need to find something that 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 that, that you love. And he said, you love to talk about sports. You love broadcasting. You love television and things like that. He said, you may want to look in that direction. And, you know, I went around and, and talked to some schools, and, and I came back. I found what I love to do. And, so, so, you know, going more so in English and communications is, is where I lean toward oh. in my studies. And I was able to find it myself, but he was able to – to I thought it was more so of no you're doing this and I said I, I said who told you 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 wanted to do IT I said I thought you wanted me to do that he said that's where you went wrong you know so yes I, I definitely do yeah same here I went to school um, yeah I just went to school uh, because I mean at the end of the day that was just the next thing to do coming out of high school was you know go to college that's just what was taught to us and I got there I wanted to be a sports commentator. I wanted to play ball, and everybody keeps saying I should have played basketball. Very good basketball also, player. I really did. So, but, you know, it is what it is. I, I went to school, and then I got in a um, comment. I wanted to be a sports commentator. But my thing is, I hate reading and writing, but I got a concentration <laughs> in journalism. But so for me, like, when you look at TV, like, I'm thinking, like, hey, you know, you go straight to commentating. I know sports or whatever. And I'm sitting there like, oh, all this writing and this journalism and all, all these these op-ed pieces you got to write just before you can get to the big. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know what? And I always love kids. So I said, I'm going to just do, um, I'm going to do pocket recreation. So that's how I did it. But if I could do it all over again, I probably would have stuck with trying to play basketball or definitely got into the sports commentating um, and, and just did commentating, sports commentating. But. Or, or, or you would have went in to be an actor, James. You would have went to be an yeah, actor because yeah. you, 
you you the dopest one on this whole panel right now. Oh no, nah, <laughs> man! No, no, nah, I don't. I appreciate the flowers, but not hey, not you, man. nothing. Not you, man. The smoke is what we pitching, boy. He uh, be pitching some smoke over there. James for me, for me, I went to school. I went to school of the streets, dope dealers, <laughs> crackheads, and murderers. That's my school. Yeah, that's my school. School with a hard knocks. School with a hard knocks, player. Oh, yeah. But, but you, how do you, do you, I know you were a musician first, a singer, but how, how do you jump into acting? Like, um, you like, know, I was, tell was people, this something that you learn on the street? Like, like, were you like a movie lover all the time? I never asked you that. Like, was this? You know what? And I bet you, you will agree with me. I tell people, I didn't get into acting. Acting gets into you. It's true. I was an artist first, I, but I knew I wanted to act. I oh. knew that for a fact since I was a young boy because I used to watch TV. And, and, and it's crazy how things happen because I watched the Cosby show and I was like, man, I would love to get on that show and be okay. my husband's friend. And what happened? I ended up getting on the show, but he didn't work that episode. He was a director. But me and him had forged a relationship of over 40 years now. So we just mad, 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 mad cool. Amazing. But the acting thing came about just being in the right place at the right time, meeting the right person who took a liking to me and just loved my energy and attitude. And he said, yo, I like y'all. I got an idea for a script. And he was trying to get in the game too. And that was house party. So we sat down. I tell everybody all the time, Reggie had the Ferrari, he had the engine, and he allowed us to do the interior. Amazing. So we just did the interior of the car. We put it out there, it hit. And boy, it was, it was funny to not because everybody kept looking for this new comedian. And I'm like, comedian? <laughs> I was, well, I'm not, you know, I'm a rapper. I'm like, but they thought from the movie, I was a comedian. So I just went with it. Yeah, I'm a comedian. Yeah, let's go. I had jokes. I knew I had jokes. But uh, wow. that was so everybody else who like Queen Latifah, DMX, all the rappers who made it as actors and actors, they because it was based off of what they have already done. Oh. Mine, I got everything out the mud. I had to audition for everything. Okay. I think the last things I never auditioned for was NCIS New Orleans and Fear the Walking Dead. Those are the two things they called me for. Wow. Everything, everything else out the mud. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I met this guy, Chill, when he was he was running two shows, raising three kids. <laughs> like just and, and a complete difference, right? Like and one of them like really in the dirt killing zombies, like like hardcore. Like our show was not green, it's never green screen. Like we are out there. Yeah, yeah out there. And yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I fooled myself because I was like, yo, I'm like, yeah, man, I'm gonna do these two shows. I forgot how cushy NCIS New Orleans was because I was inside the office in the studio. Man, I got out there, we out there, the cold, mosquitoes, <laughs> daytime. Oh man, I said, boy, be careful what you ask for, boy. <laughs> yes, I, I got it. 
<laughs> What's crazy is that I forgot what, you know, how cushy I've been in the apocalypse for so many years now. I'm so used to the, the, the crap, you know, it's like you're working in the middle. Of, it's horrible. So anyway, here it's comes horrible. chill. He's like, he's like, deny. It's like, what? You know what I do on my other job? Like next week, like what I've been doing in my other job? Because he's the, he's the only one that has two jobs, right? Like he's the only one. And he's like, well, you know. I work in an office. I'm never in this place. I actually never been sweating before in this show. Like I've never, never been. Also, so was bougie. He got bougie. And I was like, what? What are you, what is it that you're doing your other job? Like, he's like, tonight, all I do is I pick up the phone and I just write a report and I do. And then he explained to me when we were in the middle of the dirt like it was muddy. It was like, it was, I was like, you do that? I was having a culture shock. <laughs> I was like, you've been clean all these years? you like, oh, man, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know what this is. <laughs> I have a suit. They so, muddying me up, telling me don't shave. I was like, yo, what? Yeah. First of all, yo, I said, I, wait a minute. Hey, Tim, so you know, you know, you know, when I got the chilling out, that's my cousin, so. I, I saw uh, Chill at a um, cookout. Fam, uh, fam, I think you was having something up in New York. And before I saw you, it was clean yeah. cut. You know, you had the bed shaved up and everything. And then the next time I saw Chill, we had the uh, we had the cookout. I'm like, uh, I see the bed growing out. I'm saying, uh, what's up, cuz, man? You all right, man? Everything cool? <laughs> <laughs> he said, nah, nah, I, I, got another, I got another soul. You know, feel the walking bed. Now. Said, Rob, oh, I'm in the apocalypse, bro. <laughs> Oh man, that man. was crazy. Yo, I was looking scrub, right, Kate? I was toe up. Yo, I, but I, I feel like he started to vent. He started to vent on me, like, just like, you know, I never done this. Like, I don't know. Like, this is what you wish for. I'm like, but where do you come from? And he started explaining to me that he has like yeah. air condition, which I never had. Yeah, it's, it's a climate control. Climate control. I'm like, yo, what am I doing out here at 2 33 in the morning? Dirt, dust, grass, bushes. Yo, man. So, so, so we have like three wranglers looking for snakes so we can work in there. Snake wranglers, bro. <laughs> James, see, people don't know. They think you just get in front of the camera and say, to be or not to be. <laughs> yeah, that's what they think it is, Jack. Yo, we got my man out there watching for snakes, Jack. Man, hey, man, you say you went to the school of the hard knocks, man. So you got, you know, you stood. Oh, right? hey, let me tell you something, bro. I had my heat in my pocket. Damn, man. <laughs> ready to go. I ain't know what was going on. We was in Texas. I was like, hey, bro. Ain't no way. I was ready. So, so uh, there's a couple of funny stories that um, I got a chance to see, uh, you know, in the podcast when you interviewed Chill, and it was a couple of stories that uh, that Chill shared um, that you guys uh, discussed. Uh, one was dealing with a, a truck running through a fence. Another one was dealing with an airplane. You know, you mind? Y'all mind sharing that story? <laughs> You know, he chill comes and he comes with the move music popping. I'm like, chill, like by now this is season what five or something. Oh my god, and I run to chill and we're like just having the, the greatest time. We block a scene and they tell us, you know, 
because it's like a long straight roll and they say, hey, a truck is gonna come your way and it's gonna stop. In that tunnel, in the tunnel, it's it's coming through the tunnel. The tunnel, yeah, through the tunnel, but the the doors were closed, remember? Yeah, yeah, the the gates gates were shut on both sides. Both sides shut, here's the tunnel. Chill and I are here, the truck is coming this way. So we really, we think that the truck is gonna stop because the gate is closed and I'm gonna walk, you know, open the gate with chill, like, hey, what's up? You know, you deal with the enemy and stuff. So this is what kind of like the blocking thing. I'm like, hey, we don't need the truck to come. We got it, we've done this before. Like, you know, we deal with like unknown people. So chill and I, we're like there, action. You know, we're standing. Just waiting, action truck. You know, the truck is full force. And because we're here, the tunnel is here, but we our part is a little bit more elevated. So we can actually see the truck, you know, coming through the other side. We hear it, it's coming. All of a sudden, the truck hits the freaking doors, like open, like, poof, and we're like standing like, oh, it's coming full force. And I don't, yeah. I, 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 I'm just like, oh. It, I, I, I'm supposed to open those gates, right? Like, like, like I, what is happening? And then, and then Chill's like kind of here, so I can look at him. I'm like, am I in character? Like, is this what we do? And Chill's like, oh, oh. Yeah. It was so was funny like, because nobody told us that the truck was going to bust through the gate. But see, basically, it was on the other side of the tunnel. But he was coming full-fledged. So when he got to the gate, he busted the gate open. And, and then he came like halfway through the tunnel and stopped. But in the, on our side, bruh, I looked at Denai. I, I couldn't move because I had a gun in my hand. Denai was standing there so she couldn't get me because she had, yo, bruh. I was like, <laughs> what the hell is happening? Oh, this truck was coming full, yo, when he, especially when he bust through that fence. Yeah. Yo, oh, yeah. He can't so did y'all impulse? Yeah. Yeah. So did y'all oh. right there? Because like y'all was stuck. So did y'all just gotta go into something or oh they had like, a good like, like Denai said, they had a good reaction of us, bro. Like, cause <laughs> we was, we was just like, oh, oh, they're really the like, enemy. Oh. <laughs> the the no, weird I'm thing sick. is that the truck is heavy and it's big. You know, you they'll, they'll, that takes forever for that thing to like break, break, right? So here's me and yeah. chill. And the truck stops right here. Ah! We're like, like that. And yeah. then all of a sudden, the, the, <laughs> the action is that when they stop, we take our guns out and we just like, who are you? And she already was like in action. And I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, reverted back to his New York day. I know what to do, I, man. I didn't know what to do. I just did something. So I didn't know what to do. Yo, nobody then, told us. Truck, no. I think they did no. that on purpose to not yeah. get a reaction but, out. They told us that truck was busting through that fence. The worst part is that the scene doesn't stop when they stop. The scene continues. Like I take my gun out, I walk around, I open. Who are you? And then my heart is like this. And Chill's like, you know, he's like, he's like, what is happening? Oh, uh, and when we caught, Chill was like, what is going on? Like we're just like, what? I'm like, yo, y'all need to tell us something, man. Let oh, us know what this truck is going through. 
Well, yo, kudos but yo, this is my every time. Yo, I was what I was gonna say earlier is every time me and Deny start a scene, we always we always refer back to the Black Panther, Jack. Every, that's well, a, every take, right? I look at Denied, yo, we be like, yo, Wakanda forever. Let's go, let's go. Yeah. That yeah, was I our, that was our Wakanda in Africa. I'm back and forth in a matter of seconds. I'm like, listen, this is forever. This is like brotherhood here. This is like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I look at the night, and I look at me, we like Wakanda forever, baby. Let's go. The oh, weird God. thing is that I have done Wakanda with like this, with like you know guns. Like, hey, Wakanda, like, you know, it's like very, like, <laughs> it's really like, oh, we, we gotta do it. It's like, yeah. it's like, it's like a, we, we, you know, there's certain things in your life that happen that really mark you. Like this one was one, like, I don't know. I feel like in a matter of seconds, together, we just went through the same thing in the same intensity and we didn't break the scene, you know? We could have said, nah, whoa, whoa, you know, like, I could have run, but I stayed there. I was like, I still like, Chill, didn't you get your gato here, like, from up? Yeah, it coming out my back. I whip it over. I was like, let's yeah, roll, Jack. Like, <laughs> like, it was just like. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, James, ready for that? You ready for surprises like that, man? You got to remain in set, man. Stay, stay. Nah, I need, I'm listening. <laughs> I'm going to the cool climate control. You know? <laughs> That's why I need to be at. I need to be working. I need to be, I need to be the nerd behind the computers talking about he's over yeah. here. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, <laughs> you know what? No, but for real, if I, I'll be honest with you, acting, if I ever really got a chance to do it, Whatever they got me doing, man. Like I told Chill, you could you could just let me sit there and drink coffee or something. Just show my face in there. But you know, like it just looks dope, man. Uh, see that, uh, whatever. But speaking of that too, though, so what's it like? Like, what's a, a four day? Like, cause I know it can be fifteen hours, right? 15, 20 hour days, right? So what's a four? Like, take me through a day of like how you start when you when you start and how you finish. Like, it's a wrap just for that day. Like, how does that how does that look for y'all? Especially on something like. The fear of the walking dead with the zombie apocalypse and all that. That's different type of acting, you know, like getting in the mud and all that. So what does that look like? Yeah. I, you know, when you're like in, in hour 12, you just don't know what's happening. And if you're like on a roll, you're just like a soldier, right? Chill. Like, I feel like when you're past 12, 13, you just like, what do I have to do? What, what, what do I have what? to do? You have to go over there. Okay. Yeah. Let's go over there. Like it's, it's just, it's, it's like your body takes on you. Your mind goes into another level of, basically survival and and yep. i think that that's one of the success of the show like like chill was saying you know um we are real as humans we're surviving this and one of the reasons why we became really cool friends and we call ourselves the, the fear family kind of thing is because when you pass you know hour 14 and you know you have you look at the pages you have some pages to go you know, you want to look at your scene partner and, and just you start cracking jokes. You start looking for help. But you you know, you want to make sure the person is hydrated. Like it becomes like a really beautiful community. And 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 that's when you know you're in the right company. Like the job, the work, it's no, no longer a problem because we're like in this together. We kind of know what's happening. Right. But the time that you spend together is really what helps you go through it. You know, don't you think, don't you feel that chill? Like, oh, yeah. the sense of community, that's what helps us. Oh, definitely, man, because we feed off each other. 
Yes. We give each other. You got you got to have a crew to work with. One thing we don't do when we out there, we never acting alone. I done been on sets where you acting alone. Nobody, you know, you work together. They not giving you nothing. And like, and in between takes, our energy level. Like we was out there that night in that oil field. <laughs> and that was, that was fun with me, you adjusted. Oh, yeah. That was that was a lot of fun. But we just, you know, we we just laughing in between takes. Okay. So that that keeps the energy going, you know what I mean? Yeah. But when we rock, when we rock, we rock, you know what I mean? So you're with the right the person thing. to 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 you're in this together. It's like I, you know, I feel like it's it's really what helps us because like when you ask me, like walk me through our 17, I don't remember. All I remember is like the laughs, the you know, like you know, somebody bringing you water, electrolytes. Do you drink this? Do you, you know, you're just surviving the, to get the job done. You know, we want to get it done. We want to get it done right. And having the right people around, having the right actor around, the right personality, it's, it's just magical. That's when it becomes like you go home and you're like, thank God. Thank God I, had, I, I worked with this guy. Thank God I had this person. And we have yeah. that on the show, you know? No, definitely, man. I, I mean, you know, I come in and out. You know, a lot often, but when I get there, man, it's just like it's clicking. Like you never you know left. Just yeah, especially I mean, like Jenna, everybody, man, just we be clicking. You know, that was the, that's the best part. Yeah, that, that's what that gets you through a long day. It will get yeah. you through a long day. It would, yes. I, but I think it's everything in life, right? Don't you guys feel the same a little yeah, bit? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was going to say that with like with the pandemic, when things just slowed down and um, the people that you have around you and, and, and you, you, you know, when you're in and out of the house, you're not really paying that much attention to uh, uh, the, the more things, the important things and aspects of it. So it's like the same kind of camaraderie y'all have when y'all y'all are there locked down on a 14-hour set. Things slow down. Like you said, you guys are finding time to laugh and, 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 and just to keep the spirits up and stuff like that. It just when things slow down, you look at things more clear in, in perspective. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I feel the same way. Like like I said, with the pandemic, your, 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 your routine stopped yeah. because life stopped. Right. So when the life stopped and your routine stopped, now you're, you know, like you get up, you work your eight hours or whatever have you, whatever your day is every day, you just consistently do that. Now you're now came to a screeching halt because we wasn't expecting that. So now you got to figure this thing out. Right. You learn more about yourself. You learn about your partner. If you, you know, you're living with somebody, you know, you learn, you, you, you pick up new hobbies, podcasting is something that we pick up during that time. Um, you know, and then, and, um, it, it, it it was a gift and a curse, right? You know what I'm saying? Because you found peace in the madness. Yeah. Like the world shutting down. So mm, yeah. Yeah, we found a lot of peace and laughs. And I remember it was like three o'clock in the morning, and Jill and I we were on 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 your underneath your tent, you know, right by your oh, because Chill, he has his uh, mobile, he brings, honey, he brings the party. Oh, oh, oh. That's right, the honey hush oh, bus. And he has air condition. It's hot. <laughs> it's like, what? Where is your drug? Like, where? It's like, yeah. oh. And he will always just give you like some soda. The kids, she has the most amazing kids ever. They are, if there's, if there's one thing that right. you do, and if there's one thing that chill, like he's a great guy and he's a good actor. He's a great artist. He's a great person, but to also know and extend that to another level of being a great father and knowing that his kids, 
the respect and you know we laughed together it was like at three o'clock in the morning it's like those kids man they are like so much there's so much light inside you know like they they're young adults like young adults usually don't want to hang out like you know like in the apocalypse like that it's it's hard work this is not an easy job it's it's very hard we just right there holding me down yeah we and and those kids are like freaking just soldiers in this thing and they have fun they have fun they they don't stop having fun and it's and it's that connection that you know that's when you know chill in another level it's like when you see when you see him with you know the family the kids the community that the, the you know the strength that they have in each other it's like okay i'm dealing with someone special you know look what he created look what he has this is it's just so beautiful and special so so that just gives you another level of respect and 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 I guess you know when you have kids it's so hard to 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 achieve that and it takes a lot of time commitment and as you know this job is so demanding like we're talking two o'clock in the morning we're like in the middle of nowhere like this is a very demanding job and it is fun yes but it's hard we're not having we, everybody's up. We have like 200 crew members up at two o'clock in the morning, carrying cables, changing lights, uh, working really hard. We have like, sometimes we have like a hundred background artists dressed as zombies, you know, like with their mask at two in the morning. It's like, you know, you you have to, you have to give your hundred percent, right? Like it's- Yeah, I was gonna say that. Cause those, those the background, they be giving it up, boy. That- they be giving it up. Oh, when you talk about the the, the, the zombies and the makeup artists, it, it's an interesting lunch break y'all have. Everyone sitting down eating. Sometimes, yo, you be eating, you be looking over like <laughs> you because you don't you be grinding, so you don't be you don't be paying attention. But sometimes I be eating, I be looking over like this looks like. <laughs> I mean, we're in Texas. They eat a lot of meat, so you know, you just have like a piece of meat. It's not. It's like they're just like gooey eating meat. You're like, oh, this is not. They're not eating salad here. It's like it's like a filet mignon and sushi. You know, eating sushi. <laughs> but it's. Uh, it's it's hard it's hard work but it takes a lot of commitment and and I I you tell me if I'm wrong chill but I do feel like you know when you when do you embark this kind of job that it's so long and hard you have to prepare you know you have to memorize your lines I mean the job starts at home really like by the time you go to to set you just you're ready to give you don't you're not working things out you know like it's it's already done. And, right, right, right. You already it, cooked it in your brain. But it, like you said, it starts from home. It starts from <laughs> um, home. But, you know, it's, it's interesting how we have to gear our whole life around it. Yes. Mm. You know, you because you know, that's, what, that's what people don't understand. I mean, because this thing don't care about a birthday or funeral. No. They don't care. No. And you got to be ready to say, all right, well, I'm going to send a card and some flowers because it doesn't care. Correct. So you got, but, and that's what I think a lot of people who get in it and, you know, if you imagine you get, you, you pop off and you get successful and you like, yo, this ain't, and you don't, people don't start investing in you, man, Mm -hmm. you stuck like a dog. It's like, wow. 
It's the say. thing is, you can turn it on, but you can't turn it off. Mm-hmm. It's interesting you say that for, for the both of you guys in this business. What, what's more rewarding, the grind or the success? Like with me, I you know, I, for me, for me, for me, it's the journey. Yeah, it's the journey <coughs> because success the is I feel, mm-hmm. right. Yeah, go ahead. The moment you feel that you didn't hit that pinnacle, you done. I, I love the journey. I'm love. I mean, the journey. Look, I met Deny. You know what I mean? Along my journey, it's the journey, man. For me, yeah. For me, the grind is part of the journey. The success, mm-hmm. you know, like when our episode comes out, people are like loving it. You don't. You, it, that's just a little moment of everybody acknowledging. You know that, and that's another thing we have to talk about, chill. When you were underneath a freaking plane about to land on top of you, and you know, like that's like, oh my gosh! But anyway, you know, when 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 people start acknowledging what you put out and how you do it, and and they're like, "Whoa, it touched my heart." That's just a moment. But after, when that person recognizes that, they let you know because now everybody's very vocal with social media, you know, like it's, it's great, but you know, it's, it's like, it's very, it's a lot. And then that's just a moment, but that becomes a memory. Like that's just what it happened, but you're still grinding. Like your everyday life carries on. And it's, that's the journey that I, that I agree with chill. It's like, you know, success in our business, it's a memory. It's when it comes on TV. That it becomes successful, but my success mm. there was at two o'clock in the morning having a good time with chill, you know. So you it has different layers of, of, and but that's the entire journey. The grind at two in the morning was epic, but for somebody that is sitting at home watching that scene, that was their moment. But but the, right. the truth is that we're all part of that, you know. And 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 the journey is that it's all it's always. The whole thing together. Like, what's next? Chill. Let's 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 do the podcast together. Like, let's do this. Like, it's 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 all. Now we can share what we saw for before, (laughs) right? And it's like, (laughs) you know, that long night, yo. But let me tell you about that airplane. They are good for doing things and not telling me what we're gonna do. Yo, did not. First of all, I came in the studio to watch the interior work, but everybody was in the plane. All right, cool. So when I got out there, I saw the plane. The the dummy plane was outside already, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Now how are they gonna hook this plane to a cable and make it look <laughs> like this?" Don't it just? I'm, I'm serious. I was trying to figure this out. Like, how are they gonna make this plane? Come on. I said, all right, whatever. So I shot the day scene, and it was like, all right, we're going to go tonight. Nobody still told me how I'm looking at this plane on the ground. I'm like, I know it don't work. Yo, they was like, chill. Uh, we're going to need you about 40 minutes. I said, 40 minutes, what's going on? They said, the plane that's going to come over you in the scene got to fly in from another airport. I said, wait a minute. <laughs> What? I said, fly over who? It was like, yeah. I said, they, they, uh, Alex, Alex, she was like, they didn't tell you? I said, no. She said, hold on, let me go get Mike for you, the director. And then he came and explained to me, all right, well, chill, this is what happened. 
the plane is actually going to fly in from another airport and it's going to go over you. But I'm going to be out there with you. I'm going to be on the ground with oh, you. Oh, yeah, too. they say, I'll be close. Like, if it crashes on you, it crash on me. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, 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 that's going to feel better. Like, I, I, bro, I ain't going to know. I'll be dead, so I don't know. But I'm like, dude, hold up. I don't, what is going on here? So the girl came back. She said, uh, chill, we got a few more minutes. I said, what happened? She said, the plane was having mechanical issues, so they had to go back. Oh no! Let, no. Me, let me add no. this to the story. This is not a brand new plane. It's the apocalypse. It's like a World War II plane for real. Oh, no. it's, old, it's old. Yeah. It's what not like a plane. Like, like yeah. Those are supposed to be in the museum. Yes. <laughs> they, right. they done. They done hijack. Boy, bro. I got out there. I had to jump out the chair, crawl across the runway on my elbows because you know that's all I had. I'm dragging myself to this daggone uh, generator. Got to plug it up and the plane comes because I got to give them lights with the Christmas lights. Yo, this plane flew at least eight to 10 feet right over me. Yeah. And I'm talking, oh, coming the in. The tank. Whoa. I said, they, you know what they said? Oh, that was a good take. All right. Let's get ready. Let's reset. 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 I said, not. <laughs> Yo, reset. Yo, because he came down close like he was going to land, and then he went back up to go back around so oh, we could do it again. Yo, bro, we but, did it at but least. What's funny is that Mikey, the director, would be like, action plane, action pilot, action chill, action, like, was it just like action plane, action pilot, action chill? Like, yeah. like it's. Yeah, so and you see how the Nye was waving her hands just now? That's how the wings was, because he had to come in for the effect. So I don't know if the plane was doing that on purpose, or it was just, I man, I was oh. like, yo. It was just the wings. I was like, this is crazy, yo. Wow. A man, I said, yo. Mikey was like, man. Hey, Tim, cry. you the plans out of that? But, uh, <laughs> no, I had to cry in the scene. I was <laughs> crying for real, bro. This plane was to hit me, man. The thing is that, yeah, that, it was crazy. That scene was one of the most important scenes on the season because the uh, the main characters, us, we were on the plane, and he, he if he doesn't turn on the lights, we wouldn't know where to land. So he right. saved us in the story. So wow. he's like, so he basically gets off his chair and he starts crawling, really. So because the plane is coming, mm -hmm. and if he doesn't turn on the lights, we don't know where the road is to land. So, wow. so it's a very emotional scene. So without him doing yeah. everything he said, but he was right. He was just like going for his life. He's like, yeah, I have to like, this. <laughs> First, yeah, yeah, yeah. First I had to shoot. I had to shoot a walker, stab That's a walker. Yeah, spikes. So I had to spike him and then shoot the other one from across by the generator so, so I can get to the generator. Bro, I was, I did my own stunt. Then I had, to, I had to jump out the chair. I had to fall on the ground out the chair. I was wow. rolling, bro. Wow. I was rolling. He was, dope, he was on fire. That's dope. That's dope. I told yeah. Chill that his next job after this, and then he would go to NCIS to, like, you know, answer phone calls after, like, a plane almost yeah. ran over him. I mean, Chill was like, oh, my God. I was like, this guy is everywhere. It was, yeah. it was nah, I don't know how. I don't, nah, I don't know how they figured it out because, you know, you guys got Get permission 
from the yeah. networks now. And you just don't go do another show. So yeah. the, the, the suits was like, oh, yeah, he can go do another show, but tell him no more stunts. I said, what? <laughs> yo, how y'all know? And yo, the episode had not even came out yet. That's why I know Hollywood is so small. They was like, yeah, tell him he can do another one, but no more stunts. Oh, I was like, what? what? Who yeah, told y'all? This guy's unstoppable. Like, you see him, and he's like, I remember my first scene with you, we were escaping uh, like the empty... Um, the empty hospital, and we and you yeah. were like underneath and the stairs going down because we're, we're about to set it on fire. And she was just yeah. like, okay, just grab me like this. And he's just like going up with us like, whoa, whoa. This is like, we are, we're escaping this thing. This is <laughs> very- uh, right. Yeah, I'm pulling up, Jack. We pulled yeah. up, bang, bang, let's go. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. And we're running with him in the ambulance, remember? Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> that was like, yeah. but they, they, that's one thing, man. They took care of me on that set, bro. That was amazing. You took care of us. It all it, it spuns me into like your know, like your podcast, like all the things, the stunt scenes and things, the camaraderie that you share about on, on the set of Fear the Walking Dead. Like, um, I, I'm just paraphrasing, but the meaning of your podcast, it, it was it, it hit me because you know I'm all about positivity. Um. Yeah. And, and I always come with this word, chilling, uh, uh, James, together, right? Yeah. Together as a people to move forward. And one of the things you said, you, you once said, we all have plants of love, passion, dreams in our soul, finding the right portion of sun and taking care of it all while collecting and growing the most beautiful seed and then sharing it with the world together mm -hmm. and growing together. Yeah. And, 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 you know, the pandemic slowed a lot of things down. James and I, we jumped into the, to the podcast to try to put together a, a positive message, keep laughter going and things like that. James is a funny guy, one of the funniest guys I know. Oh man, I'm uh, cool now, man. Stop. But, it. Stop. <laughs> but what, what what gave you that the, the, the passion to start that podcast and um you know me just giving the whole underlying meaning of, of your mission and brand for that podcast? You know the the reason, you know it was very strange, and she will tell you this. We were working full on on the apocalypse right before pandemic hit. Like we've been living in the apocalypse for years before our world completely shut down. So, you know, when you work in this very high extreme circumstances in the show, like, you know, talk, we're just talking about two things that we almost got hit by a truck and hit chill, just had to act with a World War II plane coming at him. Like you have to treat yourself, like you have to take care of yourself in order to be able to keep working. And community is crucial like at that time, you know, like each other's company, mm -hmm. like we have to keep ourselves strong, but also it's the work that you do at home, right? And and I I have learned to, you know, uh, exercise, read good books, just really nurture my mind and, and treat it like a garden. Like you can plant good seeds, but if you don't water it and if you don't take care of it, it's going to die. Even, even you plant them, it's, that's just not enough. It's consistency with life. Mm -hmm. So... I felt like when our world shut down, I kept going with my routines in terms of like, you know, adjusting to what the situation was really, we were going through. But then I was like, no, I'm going to do karaoke and chats on my, on my, I, um, on my Instagram. And I would literally sing in Spanish or English. And then I would chat and I would be like, hi guys. So I know it's hard, but do you make your bed? Do you buy yourself flowers? 
Are you, do you, do you want to paint a wall to make it nicer? Let's just make our world better because we need to treat ourselves like a garden. Our garden is in trouble. Like there is a, you know, it's, it's hot. So we have to like be alert right now. This is us. It's our soul. So I didn't realize how much people needed to hear this. And I was not trying to like make it pink and cute. I'm like, do you make your bed? Do it. Do it. It will make you feel like you've done something right. And when you go back to sleep, you'll be like, oh, I made my bed, even though my whole day was scary, you know, mm -hmm. so it was something positive. And it made, I was also doing that to myself, you know, like it was it was all it's weird now that you guys are in the podcast. Isn't that interesting how you get to meet so many different people and their worlds and lives? Like Chill and I, we talked about things, but we've never had this kind of conversation that we're putting on the right, table. Right, right, right. Right, we used we, we to talk about stuff, man. Yeah, and it's, it, and it's really special. And that's what I wanted with my audience. And that, and then I, and then it turned into a podcast, the karaoke and chats on Instagram, because now the, the Instagram was saying, hey, you're singing the Beatles. Uh, there's a copyright about the Beatles. You can't do that. I'm like, what? And then I would try to sing in Spanish. Hey, you're karaokeing with uh, uh, Mark Anthony. You can't do that. I'm like, what? So all of a sudden, I had to like not do karaoke anymore. But um, but then it translated to a podcast, which is now bring people, and they become seeds, so so people can really learn from these conversations. And it has become so inspirational in my life and their lives. And 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 I just wanted to. I feel like our world is so different now. And if, if we don't connect with this part of our brain, right. um, this part of our world, we're lost, you know? Like, and, yeah. and our art, and we, we, we were in the apocalypse chill, you know? You know, one of the reasons why that show is successful is because even though it's about the dead, but we're really focusing on the living, on the love. Yeah. You know, the dead is like, it's, it's just the universe, but the people connect to the living. They connect to, to light. They connect to the hope that these characters bring to life. The dead is just a, you know, decoration. It's, uh, you know, that it, to remind us that there's danger everywhere, right. you know? Mm -hmm. and, okay. and it's like- It was it's good like, because a lot of people was like, how can you survive an apocalypse in the wheelchair? I said, yo, the same way I survive in the real world. I don't do it by myself. <laughs> You don't do it alone. You know what I mean? So when I'm there, they all support me. They all rally around me. My sister Mo, she gonna make sure don't nobody bother. So it, it was that type of thing. We just, I, I never had to do it alone. No. No. Not even like waiting for that freaking truck to stop. I stayed there. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no. oh my God. It's like <laughs> I was like, man, I, yo. We, I could have wheeled out the way. I could have, yo, we just stayed there, like stuck, like, yo. Wow. I remember, I remember when that thing finally stopped. I remember I was supposed to take my gun out to be like, who is this person? That's the scene. And I looked to the side and she was already in character, like, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I shit. She don't know shit. I was like, oh my God. Like, that's, um, uh, okay, I guess I should keep going with this. Like, uh, okay. Uh. Chill, chill has such a natural reaction. Yeah, chill. That's a great reaction to just to, no, just get it out your gut. Get out your gut, chill. I have one, yo, I have one bullet, Jay. I have not a bullet. <laughs> 
So we uh yeah. James um wanna move into uh before we finish up our next segment. Um it's just uh before, uh, before we get to that, Kenny, I wanted to ask okay. you uh a couple of questions real quick um before we really get to wrapping up. But um I, I seen something I just wanted to ask about it. Um you had a chance to almost play uh play Bond girl, yeah. quantum asylas. Yeah. And because I heard Chill say something about you know working with the other um working with the other um I guess uh, other agency or other shows that you y'all guys got some type of contract situation. So prison what break. happened with that? So like I was doing prison break. Okay. I was doing prison break, and what's weird is that we were doing season three in Dallas, Texas, and the writer strike hit in 2007. So the writer strike hit, and I started auditioning for the 007. And you know, James Bond is a British British company, so the writer strike didn't affect you know okay. shooting, and it was the writers, not the actors. So um, so the, you know, I told they knew that I was auditioning for the role, and they knew that you know potential strike, but this wouldn't affect me. But then the argument was that well, we're going to strike, but we don't know how long it's going to be the strike. We might come back in a week. We might might come back in two years. It depends. You don't know. And I'm like, well, it's like that doesn't kind of like this is a big production. You're not going to turn it back on in two days. Like it's not. Right. Oh, man. I I made it to London. I was on my screen test, you know, journey with Daniel Craig. And I got a call saying you can't get in because your contract says that, you know, you can't, you, 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 you we don't know when we're going to be back, basically. Yeah. Right. And I went from like the Pine Studios to the pub. I remember like, sir, just go down to the side. I was just like, <laughs> what happened, man? I'm like, I don't think I'm going to be a Bond girl anymore. <laughs> I think I was like, the guys, <laughs> the taxi cab yeah. Oh, that's terrible. You need a drink. I was yeah. like, I think I do. I think I need a pop, a pint of uh, Guinness. I think I had Guinness. Oh, my God. It was the, the it was the saddest 24 hours in London the first day. The second day, I was like, okay, fine. And then... Right. It's hey, close hey, to being Bond girl. But hey, then, hey. eight months later, I'm in LA, and, you know, Bond is announced. And the freaking billboards were getting bigger and it was Daniel Craig and the character I used to play. It was everywhere. Oh. I was like, oh my gosh, I thought I was over this. Oh my gosh, like why? I mean, usually they just put Bond by itself, but no, it was Bond and the girl and it was just like everywhere. Mm. Quantum of Solace, I, I'll never forget, she was wearing a black dress, just like my dress for the audition. I was like, I even I was wearing even the right clothes. It was just, I, I I'm gonna look it up right now, so you know, a quantum of solace. Is that is that? Um, it was such a. It was. Wow. It was it was everywhere, and it started getting oh. bigger. And you know, when you see yourself like you could be playing that role, you actually audition for it, and then you see that other person you know, get bigger. Like it was just like Hollywood and Vine was just like the entire building like I've never seen before. And I'm like, oh my God, this is like, what a message. And the message was, you know, everything happens for a reason. Um, I I watched the movie. I, I, you know, it was shocking. I mean, when you want something so much and this business is full of rejection uh, nonstop and 
and, and, he, and he taught me how to like be okay with that, you know, be okay with like, that was not my time. I would be a Bond girl one day, <laughs> but, but it was, that was not the time and, and, and that's okay. But it was, it was like, it, it was a lot to take on, you know, that had never happened to me before, especially with such a beautiful franchise. Mm. Is Idris, who's playing Bond now? Do we know? Is Idris Alba playing Bond now? Is he confirmed? I, I, no, I, I thought I'd seen something out there yeah, like yeah. that, but I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure. Yeah. Oh. Can you imagine if I play his Bond girl? That would be like, meant to be. Meant to be. Yeah, fire. Meant to be. Fire. Meant to be. I would be like, yeah, I, told, I told you that. I said, I said yo. We were sitting there one day, they was making Dr. Deny up. They putting all this black stuff on the face, trying to make it dirty. I said, girl, they can try and dirty you up all they want. That ain't going to work. Yeah, you know, her beauty cut through all that dirt. I said, girl, stop. They don't, they don't waste their time. They about to just pin your hair back and just give you a cigar or something. They got they got to butch her up. They, you can't make that eye ugly. That ain't going to work. But you and Elvis Alba as Bond and Bond, oh. Man. We have Avis Alba saving yeah, the world. Yeah. I think it's a it's a pitch. It's yeah. like I yeah. I, I would not, I would officially say I was meant not to be the quantum assault bond to be in this bond movie. Yeah. I'll be like, go. oh yeah, this is what I'm gonna call you chill if I get it. If Idris oh, is playing in circle, you actually have right to come and play with us. That would be hilarious. Like, yeah, I, be, I gotta be on set with my partner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just man. need to be an extra just running away from whatever crime going on. That's all I need. Yeah, that, that's like, James here he goes. Here he go, Kenny. Kenny, here he go. Try to slide in. Here he I'm going to, listen, I'm gonna get in the movie. I'm trying to tell y'all, I'm gonna get in the movie. I'm trying to tell you, I'm getting in the business one way or another. I hook my crook. I'm getting in the business. I don't care if I'm just sitting there reading the newspaper. And somebody shoot up this plot, the, the, the coffee shop, and I got a duck. I don't care. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be the best yeah, ever. I'm trying to tell you, if I'm in the coffee shop and they go down, my new name on the podcast is Coffee Shop James. Um, don't call me nothing else. <laughs> don't call me nothing else. If I make it, I'll tell you right now, if I make yeah. it. You see? If you I give make him a little, it. you give him a little, he gonna take a lot, ain't he? <laughs> All the time. All the time. All the time, man. Yeah. <laughs> That's so, hilarious. Uh, so before we go, um, I wanted to kind of do something new that I wanted to bring to the pod. Um, it's gonna be called five quick hitters. You got five seconds to answer the questions. All the questions are just simple questions and everything like that. Just real five seconds. You only get five seconds to add, so you gotta just right to it. So the okay. first question is favorite dish. Oh, uh, arroz con pollo, rice okay, and chicken. Okay, chicken and rice. Okay. It comes in Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Favorite movie or TV show you didn't play in? Uh, oh, Game of Thrones. Okay. Uh, I love Game of Thrones. And, and favorite TV and what? Favorite movie and TV show you didn't play in? Movie? Jim, Jim Bond. <laughs> all right question number three acting or dancing acting got you uh question number four favorite music artist four favorite music artists no number four no number four no, question number four favorite music artist oh favorite music artist oh my gosh i just Five, prince. four prince three. prince okay i love prince, prince. i just came prince. prince yeah oh. okay 
Number five, favorite actress and favorite actor. Well, Meryl Streep, it's amazing. Denzel, I just, Denzel. I, I just watched Denzel. Denzel. <laughs> it ain't chill. It ain't chill. I just saw him in. Oh, you know Denzel. You must. No, you know yeah, Denzel? Know. he thought you was gonna say his name as his favorite actor. Oh. Hey, <laughs> Meditate, dance, cook. Yeah, I just love flow. I love flow. Flow mentally, flow physically, flow cooking. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, reading, fun. Talking to you guys. Fits up, rock. This is fun, Thank you for having me. This has been yeah, such nah, a beautiful man. morning. Thank you for coming. Yes, I appreciate uh, that so much. I love celebrating you, Chill, and you guys. Congrats on this beautiful space to to spread some love, you know, and 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 light and 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 talk about cool stuff like that makes us yeah. laugh and just change our day yeah, from yeah. you know a morning a, a, a good morning to an exceptional morning there for a day. It's like what a way to start the the, the week. It's yes, just it really is. special. Yes. And, and yeah. What we do take us home, there. Kenny. Take us home, Kenny. What we do here on this last segment is we do a victory lap. You know, part of the Piss Out podcast, we have the victory lap. So we, we're at the end and we ask our guests to leave our viewers, your viewers, uh, a positive message um, going into the new week and until we see, meet each other again. Um, I just wanted to say, you know, everybody in this world is special. Uh, I, I just, I, and it just really, there are 2 billion people on this planet and it just, you're not alone. You're not alone. We're too many of us here. We, you're not alone. Your thoughts, don't leave them there in your own mind. Just put them out. You'll be surprised who's going to come to share them with you, like to, to celebrate your, your losses or your wins, anything. I, I, it just really makes me so sad to think that people feel lonely. It's such a high percentage when we live in a world with so many people, with so many people ready to have these conversations, you know, for spaces like this to exist, to celebrate each other, to listen to each other's stories, to connect with each other. That's what we do. We we celebrate stories and, and you know, laugh. And we're here. We're here waiting. <laughs> so don't keep those, you know, those dark moments to yourself. Just don't be afraid to get out and feel the sunshine. Go, even though you don't feel it, go. Love is out there and it's it really it's real. And don't 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 put your don't think that you don't deserve it. You do deserve it and you're special and 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 we're here. We are. And with and with that being said, uh, that's that's dope, B. Yeah. Uh, you touched my heart, baby. First of all, yeah. I want to thank you for coming and bringing some integrity to this podcast because these Beautiful. things right here, good God almighty, this this <laughs> It brought, it brought some integrity to this thing today. Yeah. God, yeah. 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 Why are you guys laughing, though? 
Episode, yeah. name of the episode, Integrity. Integrity, there you go. Integrity. There we go. We're going to bring some integrity to uh, the Pit Stop Podcast. Um, it's fun. Yeah, th- this has been a, a great, thank you for spending uh, you know, this part of your day with us. And, and we uh, hopefully we can do this again uh, yeah. down the road. Um, like I said, my name is uh, Kenny. Uh, oh no, you know what? We, we're gonna go in this order because now I feel like I'm a rising star. So, so we're gonna start with this is James J every day. First of all, you ain't nothing without James Ruffin. So don't say <laughs> don't say my name first. Ever. <laughs> I am the star besides yeah. chill. Don't oh, ever say my name. Remember, you're rising. I'm already at the top. Oh catch up. <laughs> catch up. All right, we're gonna say you go now. I'm the rising star, Kenny. We got the star James, and we got the land, the myth, the legend, Daryl Till Mitchell, and we want to thank our guest, Denai Garcia. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. Bye, Denai. Wakanda forever, baby. Wakanda forever. Hey, hey, hey look, you got a, uh, what's your podcast, Denai? Oh, yeah, Denai. Yeah. So Denai Garcia, Garcia podcast, literally my name. Yeah. Okay. Your life is right. a garden.